Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, yeah. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Oh, good morning, my friends. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, how are we this morning? I'm feeling a little bit naked, actually. Oh, you don't look really? it. <laughs> oh, not from where I'm sitting, I'm anyway. Feeling, oh, we don't. I'm feeling a little bit naked. I forgot, well, I didn't forget, I couldn't find my Apple Watch this morning. Really? I hate um, that. And now I might. I, my God. My steps aren't going to be counted. No. And my, so yeah. I, I don't know naked. what time it is. Jesus. No, that's right. I think people in the Ukraine are going to be thinking. <laughs> About that sort of stuff right yeah. now. If you're in oh, the Ukraine, really? yeah, send a watch. That is that is that is the most first world problem you've ever brought in. It is. Oh well, well, you were doing a little bit of gloating this morning, weren't you? How are you this morning, Richard? Let me fill you in with what I was doing this morning. I was driving in, uh, just listening to the competition, listening to uh, Sky Racing, uh, banging on about racing over there. If you're wondering, that's right. what they do on Sky Racing. Yes. I heard you feature. Right. I believe you were on Sky Racing this morning. I was. W- what were you doing? Um, at the stables. Uh, what do you mean, what was I doing? What was you doing? That's what I do. Yeah, okay. Were you partaking in maybe some early morning seafood? Oh, yes. Chris uh, Waller. Prawns, champagne, Chris that Waller sort of thing. won the Golden Slipper last weekend, if mm. you didn't know. And this morning he brings in the most magnificent bucket. Well, I'll stop you there because prawns. I have you explaining it right here. Put on the Golden Slipper prawns. And I must Whoa. tell you, they're nearly the best I've ever eaten. Oh, wow. They were as fat as a lumberjack's thumb. Whoa. And they are absolutely <laughs> as fresh as they could ever be. And Chris tells me he did this. He took the shells oh. off them and deveined them for everybody. Oh, and the, oh, and this oh, bit. Oh, nice <laughs> bottle of Moe there as oh. well. Um, yes, yeah, took a just, little bit of Moe going on out there. here as well. You eat better on a Saturday morning See, than I do at Christmas. Notice I corrected in there. Mow it. Mow it. No, yes. I know. It is Mow it. You hate how people mispronounce things. Uh, it's, you know what? Stand by. I'm going to hook into people who just butcher the English language. Yes, we'll get to that. Uh, in jail Richard's, Richard's list of grievances <laughs> at the end of the show. How the other half live, Candace? It must be nice. It must be nice. It was once, once every pancake day well, when someone wins a big us. race. It's once every fortnight. Yep. Oh, Is that what you're going to do if you have a win today? I might have to. He set the bar a bit high. <laughs> yes, it real Make high. sure you peel them. Uh, we've got a big show on the way. We're going to remember the great John you're Sattler. Uh, very sadly passed away during the week. So we're going to catch up with his former teammate, uh, Bob McCarthy, uh, joining us after 11. James McDonald, the world's best jockey, joining us after 11 as well. Can't wait for that. Looking forward to that. There was a few comments made, uh, directed at him this week that yes. were pretty disrespectful. He was called an idiot. Yes. He was yes, flat out called one, an idiot. My, my Raymond Shane Dye. And it has been <laughs> full name. And it has been an incredible start to round four. Uh, next Triple M NRLs. Ryan Girdler taking us through all the games, less so on the Storm Tigers game because that was blurt. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to it next. Uh. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. It's been a wonderful start to uh, the round four of the NRL. Uh, to have a look at what's been thus far, one of my favourite uh, humans in the world, Ryan Girdler from Triple M NRL, joining us. We were told off air you were climbing a flight of stairs. Have you finished? Are you at the summit? <laughs> 
Good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm just in at the uh, up at the Brisbane studios. Got a sort of big morning ahead, and then a couple of calls this afternoon. So, um, yeah, just um, but I'd experienced the aftermath of what was a fantastic derby. We've seen obviously that incredible game on on Thursday night, and then backed up by the um, yeah the local derby in Brisbane last night, the Dolphins and the Broncos. It's been an amazing round of footy so far. That's it. Let's start with the Panthers Eels. That is the gold standard of of footy. Easily the best game so far this year. You would have thought. Yeah, it was um, grand final rematch. I mean, uh, but a different result. But um, yeah, the quality that we saw in relation, you know, to the technical parts of the game, with you know completion rates and missed tackles, the intensity, uh, just the quality was there for everyone to see. It wasn't the result, Brendan, that we were after. No, but, mate. Um, no. But if but, you're doing ninety five percent, if you're completing ninety five percent of your sets, you probably deserve to win if you're the if well, that's, the Eagles. Well, that's right, you know, and and you know the big moments, and there's been a lot of chat through you know the the opening couple of rounds about Mitchell Moses and um, his position there at the footy club and what he brings to the side. And I think you know we saw that um, in the final stages of um, Golden Point with you know the way that he just coolly knocked over that field goal. Now mm. I think it's it's um, he's a different style of play than the Reynoldses and, and the Clearies and the fact that he probably doesn't get his hands on the football and direct the team around like those guys do and we saw sort of what Nathan brings to a footy side at the back end of that contest where he put sort of Hoskins in and then he, he delivered that sort of 45 metre field goal which was just a freakish moment but um, and Gutho, Gutho plays his role too he, he's, he's sort of you know he can spark them He's brilliant. The, the battle of the fullbacks on Thursday night, Rich, was just exceptional, wasn't it? Two guys yep. that just give their give their all on a weekly basis for their sides and lead by example and are just always there. They don't make errors um, and they're just wonderful uh, players to, to have in your side. So, yeah, it was a quality contest and everyone enjoyed that one for sure. Gerds, last night Storm took on the Tigers. Now, the Storm, it was very unlikely going into this game that they were going to have three losses in a row, but... The Tigers, I mean, they were dreadful. And Munster, yeah. I mean, he's dry. He could have walked across the line. Oh, no. Yeah, look, there were some moments there for the Tigers I'd like to forget. I think there was some other moments, though, where they actually got a little bit of momentum and, and started sort of those combinations with Happy Corusau and uh, Johnny Bateman had his moments and then um, Dewey at, at fullback there. And um, it was just the back end, some of their, the quality of the back end of their sets. They just lost their way instead of building pressure and momentum they just you know they'd put it in um, over the dead ball and there'd be a seven tackle set and on the back of that you know the Melbourne Storm would sort of find a way to get points or build pressure down the other end and it just sort of you know just seesawed the momentum and when it was with the Tigers they couldn't capitalize and when it was with Melbourne they did but gee, that, that's I still been reckon the... the Storm are a long way off where they need to be um, it wasn't one of their most glorious victories, that's for sure. No, but the, the Tigers, that seems to be the common theme with them so far this season. They just don't know how to get the ball across the stripe. You know, they get to the totally. to the end and it just, nine times out of ten, it just ends in nothing. Yeah, totally, yeah. They just give the opposition a leg up. And I don't know, Rich, I mean, you've got, you know, some pretty big personalities in the change room there. You've got Timmy Sheens and, and Benji Marshall and, and Robbie Farrer and Dave Ferner, and they're all probably trying to have an, an impact in sort of their their first season at the club and I just don't know whether the message is getting through is a clear one and it seems like the player is a little bit confused and they're sort of moving the spine around um, on a weekly basis which you know, doesn't help continuity so yeah lots of hurdles to, to jump for the Tigers and if you look at their next four or five weeks they've got no like good. the Eels, the Panthers, yeah. Manly, the Roosters are in there somewhere so 
Yeah, it's going to be a, a long, hard ride for the Tigers fans. We're going to ask, actually, the Tigers fans a little bit later what needs to change at your club. I'm a little bit scared as <laughs> to what we're going to get back on one triple three five three, but we'll see. Uh, Battle of Brisbane. I've got to tell you, Gerds, because you, you're living up north these days. In here in yep. Sydney, it was electric. I, you know, I was okay. talking to people about the Battle of Brisbane, and that's never happened in Sydney before where we're so excited for two Queensland teams to, to clash. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. And, um, yeah, it couldn't have been scripted any better. Both 0 and 3 going into that one. Top of the table clash. And, yeah, look, you've got to give it to the Dolphins. I mean, they had uh, Marshall King out. He's been probably one of the form players of the competition in the opening couple of rounds. And they had, obviously, Felice Cafusi out, all the experience that he brings and what he does defensively for that edge. And then Young Katoa, who's been exceptional in the opening couple of rounds, didn't play as well. So they went in with it all to do. Brisbane, basically, Corey Oates was out. But, had everyone else there available, and they're up and about at the moment, aren't they? So mm-hmm. They lost Nick Arima as well during the match, didn't they? They mm. lost Nick Arima, mm. yeah. They had to overcome just a lot of different things through the evening, but everyone just thought that you know the Broncos would just go on and get the job done and probably just had a little bit too much poise for them with Reynolds there pulling the strings. But the longer the game went on, guys, and the Dolphins found a way through um, Fido after about 60 minutes to hit the lead, and, yeah, it was sort of edgy seat. Stuff and everyone kind of, I think, wanted the, the Dolphins to hold on. But, yeah, big play by Katoni Staggs. Got the Broncos home and it was all settled. Um, dust was settled after that one. And the Broncos went on and had a great win and a 4-0. and and, But um, I don't think the Dolphins lost any fans last night. Oh, no, no, no. Mia culpa for me. I, I said that I said, at the beginning of the season, before we started, I said the Dolphins, will, they'll, they'll run last by a space. It looks like... That, they might finish in the top eight. That is... That is Unlikely to be the case, mm. given, given what they've shown. That's it. They have fifty-one thousand people got into that ground to watch them at SunCorp last night. That must—that's just—that is a call. Oh, the tenacity and grit of that team, um, only comparable to a young Ryan Girdler. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning, my man. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, let's start at the Dragons report servicing that Dragons coach Anthony Griffin has been told he'll need to reapply for his job and that the club will start interviewing potential coaches for next season and beyond. That's a bizarre tactic. Yeah. For right now. Yeah. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you line up the next week thinking, you know, where am I going to be? Mm. Am I, do yeah. I belong here? But he hasn't Is this a guy s- I want to follow? He hasn't mm. been sacked. He's still in with a chance, but he just needs to reapply. got to interview yeah. again. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not how no, it works. It's not how it works. Yeah, yeah well, the, the, it, Yes, officially he hasn't been sacked. They've mm-hmm. said, we're just going to get other blokes to apply yeah. for your job. Yeah. You're about to be. <laughs> yeah. There's only two types of coaches. You know that. Yeah. Those, well, are, those have been sacked and those are going to be. Mm. There's definitely some good candidates that could be 100%. the coach. I think Jason Riles would have to be up there. Yeah. Um, he's, I, th- I think he, but I also think Shane Flanagan. We yep. know he's the assistant coach at Manly at the moment, but he did spend some time at St. George. And I spoke to a few of the players and they said that, while he was there, he had the respect of the playing group. They really liked playing under him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I, he could be someone that they could possibly be looking at. I see him out at uh, Rose Hill sometimes. He comes out, he's, he's a friend of Chris Waller's, and he's a he's quite a quiet guy socially mm, as far as I can tell, but yeah. he's very considered. Mm. I know there was a bit of drama years ago, which is behind him, and everywhere he has gone subsequently, I think he's been a positive a positive. He is at Manly this year, I reckon. He's a positive force there. So um, I think he'd be a good candidate. The other one would be Dean Young, who is now the assistant coach 
um, under Todd Payton up at the Cowboys. He's done some great things there. Whether they would want to let him go uh, is another thing. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up coaching them, whether this is next year or I mean, if their performances don't improve. We well, can't get rid of him, right? They could be it. A coach, you know, taking over this year. Yeah, okay. Uh, Roosters winger Joseph Suali'i looks set to quit rugby league in a sensational move that would see the 19-year-old join rugby on a one-year, $1.6 million deal. One year. Yeah. Well, that's a big... I'd go to. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you? Well, he's a young fella and you see it like, you know, it happened to Wendell, Matt Rogers. They've gone. Yeah. Got the money. Had a great experience being on the world stage. Andrew Walker. And they've come back. He was a wonderful player. Wasn't he a great player? I think it's all right. But would he want to come back? If you're getting paid, obviously, great money and you're traveling the world, you're, you know, doing and seeing things and places that rugby league can't offer, Mm. he may not want to come back. But he's left himself open at the end of the year to say, uh, rugby league, anybody, Mm. anybody, you know, about one and a half, 1.67, that'll get me. Does it look petulant that it it doesn't seem like he's going to snap up that fullback Role at the Roosters, and so he's just tossed it in. Well, I think the rugby union probably took advantage of that little right. situation and yeah. thought, he, "Here's a chance. Here's a wedge. Let's let's have a talk to this kid." I, I heard, a, I, I heard an extraordinary story at lunch yesterday that someone in the know said, supposedly in the know said, when he went first to rugby union to get a deal from them, no one turned up to the meeting. So wow. he just went straight to rugby league. That's it. Well, if you can I get it. I don't know if it's true, but that's what. If you can get he it, He doesn't take deserve it. the fullback spot yet. Tedesco is, in my opinion, the best fullback in the competition. He's incredible. Uh, he deserves his spot, yep. and, and I think he needs to stay there for another few years, too. Hopefully, it makes everyone happy. This one, one triple three five three. if you'd like to get in early, Tigers fans. What needs to change at your club? Because this, this could be a big thing. How many thing. lines have we got? We've, uh, yeah. Yeah. Start calling. <laughs> one, triple, three, five, three. Are the Everything? Mo- the mole. Re- the, well, this is one thing. The mole reporting uh, that Luke Brooks, uh, your halfback, Tigers fans, could be off to Leeds Rhinos uh, next year, which I, I don't think is the worst. I think he would be a superstar over in the UK, Luke Brooks. I just don't think they, they Luke Brooks is, I think they're trying to change Luke Brooks into something he, he cannot be, mm. which is a playmaker, you know, traffic cop, directs traffic and all that. He's a wonderful opportunist when he's on. Mm. Also, Englishman uh, John Bateman is having scans today on his injury. Oh, so it oh, no. doesn't look no. good. We oh. know that he had the he had to acclimatise for a few weeks, apparently, before that game um, last week. But, yeah, he's having scans today. As I thought, we're getting flooded with calls. Uh, 0-4 to start the season, not ideal. No. And the fans are usually right. <laughs> I've found you're watching your club more than anyone. One triple three five three. What needs to change at the Tigers? Oh, I just want to say the chairman there, Lee Hadjipentelis, is trying to put in place the framework to have a good team, and that should be respected. He's having a crack at that. We'll get to your calls next. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, what needs to change at the Tigers? They've started the season uh, zero and four. Something needs to change. Uh, whispers of Luke Brooks going over to the Super League next year, but that's next year. What needs to change now, Kevin from Maroubra? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was never for Sheens. I was always for Flanagan. Mm. Sheens got sacked from his last three jobs, and um, he was never the man for West. Mm. He's supposed to be the mentor for Benji. and Well, well that doesn't mean that Benji's, Benji's going to be able to coach. Mm. Mm, well, plenty of, there's yeah. plenty of assistant coaches that come out of Melbourne and had no success. Yeah, that's, or other clubs. That's true. You know, they, 
because they've had no background. They, they haven't proved themselves. You've got to prove yourself, prove yourself in the lower grades first. Kevin, cool. how do you how do you go in Maroubra supporting the Tigers and not the Rabbitohs? Because my father was born in Ashfield. There it is. Love it. His, his, his father was Western Suburbs. My father was Western Suburbs. And he took us to see West when we were kids. Yeah, there and you go. When, when, when we asked him for a colour TV, he said, you don't need colour TV to watch West play. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that from Kev. Uh, what about you, Jade, in Bankstown? What needs to change at the Tigers, mate? Oh, look, I just need to qualify first, and I'm a massive rugby league supporter, but I don't actually go for the Tigers. That's fine. But the reason why, or the things that I think that need to change, firstly, are just it's an attitude thing, and I don't think the coaches can coach that. Run hard, tackle hard, kick on the fifth, and then run hard to chase the ball after the kick. I mean, you've got a player like David Clemmer, who, with respect to him, hasn't really run hard in many, many years. And it's a real shame because he's got a lot of potential. He's on big money, but he should be leading that forward pack. And then you've got uh, Papali'i, who didn't really want to be there. Now, that's probably not a conversation you're going to have if they're winning, but he didn't really want to leave Parramatta. So you start to question, oh, attitude there. And then this is unforgivable, right? I don't want to keep heaping uh, uh, criticism on Luke Brooks, but... For two or three weeks now in a row, several times, he's been tackled on the fifth tackle with the ball. That for a halfback, especially of his calibre in terms of how much he's getting paid, that kind of stuff is is really unforgivable as a I halfback. I think he's... So, hasn't he Ford's got to, you know, take a little bit of responsibility for that too? Are they... 100%. I, I completely... And that's what I was saying about players like Clemmer. They lay the platform. But then you look at a player like... I feel so sorry for him, Api Korosau, mm. who, who, you know, on several occasions has kicked the ball and he's running so hard and he's got no one around him to support him. That's an attitude thing. And 100% look, coaches, they need to set the culture and kind of need to coach things and that. But they just look like they don't even want to be there. And I feel sorry for guys like Dwayne and Twal who have massive potential. Twal's on the bench and I kind of feel like his career's kind of going downhill where he's got massive potential and he's shown that over the last few years. A guy like Dwayne, I mean, you look at what he was at South Sydney. He's come to the Tigers, he's shown his potential, but hasn't really lived up to it. And I think it's because of the system. That's it, Jade. Yeah, no, we're going to have to keep moving, Jade, because (laughs) he's going to go through every player. The Tigers aren't even his club. Imagine what he thinks about his club. He's right about one thing. He was right about all of that, by the way. Support is an attitude. I tell you who would be sitting back having a giggle you know, really happy he's not there now is Michael Maguire. He'd be sitting back in Canberra going, thank God I am oh, not at the Tigers. Would he gloat about that? No, come on. He'd be happy though. Thank you for calling Tigers fans and fans not of the Tigers, Jade. <laughs> yeah, we do the show all thanks to Betfair. Play your way and find better odds on the footy at Betfair. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Uh, looking at the AFL right now with Tom Haylock, Candice Warner. Yeah, Tom, where's the, where's the money for the Swans versus the Hawks? Uh, Sydney, very short price favourites. It's dollar ten as you'd expect. Hawthorne, ten dollars at the moment in the AFL. Big result last night in the AFL as well. Um, a bit of an upset. Brisbane creating a big upset against Melbourne, and that will have a big impact on the um, Premiership market as well. Melbourne have drifted off the back of that. They firmed into five dollars fifty at betfair.com to do prior to last night. Now they're at six dollars twenty. So every game's having an impact on the um, Premiership market at the moment. Now, I, I think the, the Hawks are always hard to beat for the Swans. Even at home, even when the Swans are in hot form and the Hawks aren't, they're always hard to beat. GWS, they're, they're going over to Perth to play the West Coast. Look, I watched their first, 
I think about the first half of that match with GWS. They didn't have a, They looked like they didn't have a clue mm. against Adelaide. What do the punters think? Yeah, fascinating because they got uh, a couple of head knocks as well and injuries, and they got a few outs this week. And West Coast obviously pretty plain against North Melbourne. West Coast going to the match at two dollars oh eight. GWS at dollar ninety one. It was a pretty hot day there, Richard, as well. So interesting to see how GWS come out of that. But they're at dollar ninety one if you want to take them against West Coast on Sunday. And I do give them a go, Richard. <laughs> give them a go. Thank you, well, Tom they, Haylock. They were good in the second half. They were just awful in the first. They were, I will give you that. Play your way and find better odds on the footy at Betfair. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Big day for Richard Friedman running around in a group one. Not you, yeah, your yeah, horse, because yeah. you'd lose if <laughs> you're racing horses. That's you know, silly, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm terribly superstitious. I would just stop talking about Are it, you all right? Really? We yeah, need to talk I about am. that one day. Is that something that all trainers I was, are? I was going to wear the green shirt. Not on It's a bad race, luck. On a you race told day. me. No green yeah, but shirt. it's only bad luck if you believe in that stuff. Yeah, that's right. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. We've got to get Richard's best of the day. It is a huge day of racing. This hard really, uh, this card really hard to pick at Rose Hill. Um, race seven I'm most interested in, as I believe you would be as well, Richard. Yes, I am Why somewhat that? interested. Well, I have one of the favourites in it. It's a big race and I give her a good chance. I think she's only got one to beat, I think. Uh, yes, Prowess. That's from New Zealand, isn't it? New Zealand, it? yes. Yep. So we'll, we'll see if we can lower her colours. That mm-hmm. would be good. Pavitra is the name of that horse. And it's not too wet, which means Fireburn probably doesn't come into contention. So. No, she likes it wet, Fireburn. Yes. Pavitra yes, likes it dry. Great. I think, I think Prowess does too. Well, it's meant to bucket down a little bit later. So watch yeah. the skies, you'd say. Yeah, thanks for that. No, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I can't control the weather. Neither can I. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> You just didn't have to bring it up, did I'm sorry, you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Any other tips? I'm not nervous. Not nervous. He sounded a bit nervous. <laughs> no. Any other tips? Uh, yeah. I think can win the first at Wyong, the thing called um, Russian Rose. Russian Rose. There Russian you go. Race one, Wyong. Is this Rose. your horse? Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's well placed okay. today. How much is she paying? She's favourite, but oh, $2.50. That's fine. But he always backs a favourite. No, he doesn't. All right. Back the outsider and lose. <laughs> no, remember when he picked Lindemann? That was $10. Yeah. That what was about fun. The one yeah, you backed. It was a Timor last week. Last week. That what was also was that? fun at $10. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not always. Okay. Not always. All right. You're very hard to please, aren't you? Dave tells me that. Very hard to please. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> no an off air chat. <laughs> no comment. I don't feel like that's appropriate. All right. I apologize. On air. No, you know, you're, like, you're yeah. demanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, good. Dig up. Dig up. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. That is correct, and we do it all thanks to Betfair. Play your way and find better odds on the footy at Betfair. Imagine what you could be buying instead. New way to bet this footy season as well, guys, at Betfair. If you think you know the impact of fixtures, injuries on a team's performance, then you can put your skills to use on the Betfair betting exchange by trading on footy markets throughout the season. You can be the bookie or you can be the punter. Yeah. You can be either one. So it's just like the stop market, but it's more fun because your team's involved. Ah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, speaking of footy, a few moves in that world, Candice Warner. Yeah. Our, our Triple M's very own Aaron Woods. Woodsy. Yep. Woodsy will be joining the Sea Eagles in a player swap deal that will see two of Manly young gun forwards uh, join St. George. So that will be Alec Tuatavaki and Viliami Fafida. It will be an immediate switch. Oh, so he's gone. He's yeah. gone. He's straight in. To your boys, Manly. Yeah, to Manly. I, I sort of perplexed me for a while. They must have some gap they need to fill there that, that Woodsy just fits Woodsy, right in. Woodsy, I mm. mean, if you're going to leave St. George, I mean, Manly's a pretty good team to go for. Unreal. Going well. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. All right. Bit of a drive for him, though. <laughs> yes. He'll make it. No, he'll be, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, no. He's going to do well at Manly. I yeah. believe they'll be talking about that on the Saturday Scrum uh, right after our show as well. Do you know that day. Woodsy and I share the same birthday? Yes, I do know that. What, the same day or the same day of the year? Same day of the year. Right. Oh, let's not get into this. But he this is he doesn't tell anyone it's his birthday. So you, I message you on your birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. You love your birthday. Yeah, I do. Woodsy was here. He no, came in for the whole day. He told no one it was his birthday. When was your birthday? Last week. The 13th. Yeah. No one told me. Yeah. Happy birthday. Well, see, Woodsy was here and the Counting Crows came in on that day and he actually thought that we brought the Counting Crows in for his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, gee, he's looking old. I was like, I wouldn't lead with that, Woodsy, when you go and talk to him. Yeah. The Rugby League world has been in mourning all week following the sad passing of John Sattler on Monday. The South legend was widely regarded as one of the toughest to play the game. And to help us pay tribute to the great man, we're joined by his former teammate and great friend, Bob McCarthy. We uh, thank you for... Uh, joining us this morning, Bob. Oh, thanks very much for having us on. We know it's been a tough week, and we've heard about how tough and historic Sattler was on the field. But can you tell us about um, the captain and the player he was off the field, you know, after a, a grand final, how you celebrated, and, and that sort of thing? Well, uh, when he first came down, I, I mean, he was, he, he was a very fiery guy coming down from Newcastle. I, well, everyone we signed from Newcastle had a bit of fire in their belly, and uh, he was no different. And you know, when he came down, um, you know, he did he didn't um, have a few early showers in his early his early couple of years until they made him captain. And the funny thing is, the pressure in those days said that they made him captain to um, to calm him down a bit. But geez, all the years I played under him when he was captain, I think he got sent off more times than he was captain. Even he, he wasn't. And he, he just couldn't help himself. His game plan was to get on top of his opposite and by any means, and that's what he done, you know. Yeah, he's an, he was an incredibly respected player, not just through his career, but after his career as well. And and they're doing some lovely things, aren't they, out, out of the match. And, and one of the things I think is really nice is in the 13th minute of play, the Rabbitohs supporters, the Borough, they're going to lead the crowd in a round of applause. And, and he thoroughly deserved it. And he, you don't often become an icon of a game, mm. and he was one. Yeah, well, as you say, he was. It's... It's great that Sasa recognise and you know he's 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 um he's he's what he's what seems on, on on the game tonight because um, you know he was one of their famous captains. I think you'd have to compare him with uh, Jack Rayner, who captain coached South in the in the fifties to about five or six premierships. So Sasa's up there with him, and you know he the big knowledge the game, as we say, it's a, it's a great it's achievement for him. Um, I'm pretty sure when he came down, he's just a quite quite sort of bloke and. As you say, um, he mellowed over the years and, and uh, with his after uh, football commitments, so he, he took over a couple of pubs and he was the ideal um, 
Republican because he just so friendly to everyone. You wouldn't think he was the same guy that you know mm. used to tear people. people. And the jersey tonight, too, Candice, has got the half-cut rabbit, which yes. I think is, is a lovely touch. I love that. Yeah, now, Bob, there's a genuine um, bad blood between these two teams that are playing tonight, South <clears> versus Manly, and it goes back years. Am I right to say, like, when you played them, they used to – Manly used to steal some of the Rabbitohs players, didn't they? Yeah, well, it went way back before um, John O'Neill and that went too. I think Alan Scott and they took a few blokes out of Alexander Rovers that sort of got them on the trail again about winning, showing them how to win and all that. And when they couldn't win a premiership, I remember saying to Ken Arpitz and their boss on the World, in the World Cup over in England in 1970, I said to him, um, which I shouldn't have said, I said, uh, you're going about the wrong way, Arco. I said, trying to beat us. I said, you're buying Queenslanders and Pommies and people from the country. <laughs> I said, uh, you'll never beat us because our side's still there. And he said, well, you, you people won't leave. And you know, then all of a sudden he made offers and John O'Neill left and we were Ray Brennigan and Bobby Mose. So you caused Brennigan. it. I think I was, I should have shut up. <laughs> oh, it's going to be. Ron, then Ronnie Coop went to the Roosters with Jimmy Morgan and Alvin Walters and I finished up going to Canterbury with Gary Stevens. I mean. You know, it gutted the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a skeleton team there, and all of a sudden they, you know, they get kicked out of the league. And uh, but thanks to Russell Crowe and his cohorts, that we're able to get back into it again. And since then, we're able to be a force again. You know, with uh, sure have. That's yeah. it. And it's going to be a great clash tonight, South Manly. You can hear it here on Sydney's Triple M, the listener app as well. And we thank you so much for your time today, Bob McCarthy. No worries, Brendan. You're Brendan. I am. Yeah, good on you, Brendan. Pleasure to meet you, mate. Pleasure thanks. to meet you. I'm oh, yeah. Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Yeah, I, I, I remember Richard on the Big Sport Breakfast. Yes, yeah, we talked a number of times, didn't we? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, Candice is looking all right there for you. Oh, she's... I'm doing my best, best, Bob. I'm doing <laughs> my best. My best. She is beautiful, Bob. Be your beautiful head, lovely. Oh, well, you, <laughs> you should, should come on more radio. often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should be reading the news on Channel 9 of a night. Oh, oh, there we go. The one gig she hasn't put a hand up Yeah, throw your resume in. Now that you've said it, it'd be a good idea. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Bob. No worries, Appreciate Bob. it. Thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah. Well, with Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin, you take on Richard Friedman here in a sports quiz. Uh, corrupt Candace, quiz. Candice Warner, the quiz master. How are Absolutely, you today? I am the quiz master. I'm angry now. And Look. today we've got Tyler. Tyler, how are you going? Morning, legends. Well, thank you. Yourself? I'm very good. Thank uh, you. Yes, Tyler. She's angry. No, I'm yes, not angry. You are. No. Admit it. I'm not, I'm not angry. She's really yeah, I just wanted to say you're doing a great job with the quiz. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Ooh, I, I love agree. you She's quite placid today. Now, See, Tyler, Tyler I'm in a really good mood. He knew, he knew just to, you know, Butter put out the up, compliment yep. there, butter her up. She's... Well, Tyler, um, you now have a phone a friend, so if you struggle with a question, you can call upon... Brendo, the yep. expert, um, just for one question I only. can too, can't I? No. No. Right. Because I think you've seen the I wouldn't help you already. anyway, Richard. <laughs> right. See, she accused me of looking at the questions anyway. again. Yeah. This is a false accusation. Let's right, jump in. Richard. Maintain. Thursday night was the first time both AFL and NRL reigning premiers have lost on the same day since when? <laughs> this is like a specific date. Oh, just, okay. 19. No, just give us a year. That's all I'm going to do. 19. Oh, is 19, 19 the answer? 1997. <laughs> I was ready on the, on the no. buzzer. 2019. Yeah, it was on. actually June okay. 9, June 9th, if you yeah. knew anything. Does it matter? All right, you know, Tyler. This is as good as a mile. <laughs> yep. All right, Tyler, which team is at the bottom of the NRL ladder? Oh, God. Uh, 
Ooh, West Tigers? Yes. Oh, well done, Tyler. At the moment. All right, Richard. Socceroos beat Ecuador 3-1 last night. It was the first meeting between the two sides since which year? Oh, another one. Uh, Ecuador. That's <laughs> <laughs> my answer. Doesn't matter. I was just thinking. No, Doesn't okay, matter. which year? What am I? Like, you want me to answer it now? Quick. No, you, I'm not. Quick, Ecuador. quick. Okay, That's not the answer. Right. It can't be. It you needs to be a year. You, you are a bad loser <laughs> and a spoiled sport. I do not That's like right. you today. All right, Tyler, if you get this question right, you have won the competition. Um, Which team scored right. the first try in the Storm Tigers game last night? Oh, I wasn't watching it. I'm going to have to phone a friend here. It was the Storm. Yes, that's, that's correct. That's it. Tyler, you get you answer the question. You have question. Well done. You're the winner, Tyler. Great effort. You're off to uh, the Counting Crows, the Butter Miracle Tour, oh. Sydney's and More Theatre, Sunday 9th April. Catch them live in Australia for the first time in seven years. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Next guest, uh, currently the best jockey in the world. He's gotten me out of many a sticky situation as well. <laughs> in the last uh, of the day at Randwick and Rosehill, he's had 77 Group 1 wins, including that very famous victory aboard, very elegant in the Melbourne Cup in 2021. A thrill to welcome James McDonald to the show. G'day. Good morning, mate. Morning, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, James. Thanks for That's jumping good. on board here. We're looking forward to talking to you. Hey. On the sidelines today, have you been a naughty boy? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> first, first Saturday in a while. No, no, you're the, good the record. Next couple of years, yeah. yeah. Does that so, mean no. you're on dad duties? Um, sort of, for the first, probably, till lunchtime anyway, and then I'll be able to skip away. <laughs> Watch the races, no doubt. Now, that win on Animo last Saturday, I mean... You had to be a little concerned halfway round, surely. You're you're out three deep. You're facing the breeze. You're on the you're on the champion. Everyone's watching. What were you thinking? Yeah, yeah I was thinking, oh no, but he, he that's why he is a champion. Though, as you know, Richard, he, those good horses they can get out of sticky situations. Obviously, he's been a benchmark horse. He's got a huge cult following now, and um, mm. it's a pretty important sort of races each and every time you hop on him. And um, obviously, we're only going to enjoy him for the next one or two starts that he's got left in his career before he heads off. But uh, phenomenal horse and arguably one of his toughest wins to date. But um, he's a horse that just gets the job done time and time again. And nine group ones, it's hard enough for a horse to win one, let alone nine. So yeah. just a phenomenal horse. Yeah. J-Mac, Shane Dye was pretty vocal during the week. What did you make of his <laughs> comments? <laughs> yeah, no, they- that's Dizey. Uh, get on really well with him. So we better qualify uh, got, what he said just before, yeah. so the people listening know know what he said. He said yeah. you shouldn't be riding on in, at a midweek meeting at any time when the carnivals are on mm. because you put yourself at risk of getting a suspension. <laughs> he also called me an idiot, Richard. Right, oh, I saw yeah. that. <laughs> there was that. Yeah. So, so, he look. It, times have changed probably a tad, as uh, as um, you guys know. It's um, it's a pretty demanding sport. It's it's fifty two weeks of the year. It just always spins around, and it's hard for jockeys to have a day off. In terms of, look at Richard probably replace you in a heartbeat if he if you didn't if you told him to. <laughs> that's if that's if I could ever get you. <laughs> Not to mention like jockey fatigue. That's got to be a big issue yeah. as well. Well, it was it was brought up um, early in the week with Benny Benny Malamar, and I understand where he's coming from. But um, and but Melbourne and Sydney are completely different as well because he's based in Melbourne. We're based in Sydney, so we don't have as many night meetings. We probably don't travel as far either. So 
Um, we're, we're probably lucky in that respect, but I can see where he's coming from with jockey fatigue and the, the falls that have happened. Do I agree with it? It's, it's completely jockey fatigue? Probably not. Hmm. Some were just actually mistakes. So, um, yeah, there's, there's cases for and against, but, um, yeah, they make some valid points. Have you, have you, have you, is it giving you pause for thought that maybe you shouldn't be riding at midweeks during this <clears> part of the year? Not really, because it, it's just not going to happen. Um, mm. It's a demanding sport, and if you're not turning up on Wednesdays, um, for for my for my looking for me mm. anyway, I'm I'm looking in saying, well, I need to half get my eye in as well. I need to keep turning up and and mm. trying to get the job. That's done. what I thought, James. It flexes the muscle, right? Exactly right. Yeah. It gets, it gets it going. You just can't turn up on a Saturday and then the next Saturday turn up again for Group One races. And I think if you if you're continuing. Well, that's how mistakes don't happen. Mm. Repetition and um, I suppose um, turning up on Wednesdays are pretty just important as Wednesday, uh, Saturdays. So. That's it. Well, before we do let you go, you just mentioned Group 1s. Plenty of them with the Autumn Carnival out of action today, but you'll be back soon enough. The cards are getting harder and harder to pick. There's some real good racing around at the moment. Uh, any rides you've picked up in the next few weeks you're uh, particularly bullish about or excited about? Oh, well, the obvious ones are um, Animo and the Queen Elizabeth. Um, I think F Cabin will be hard beat in a in a Arrowfield Stakes, but um, and you got the Nature Strip of the world coming back. So he's got a he's obviously got to um, bounce back after a failure there um, down in Flemington. But he's taken on a new brigade as as um, all these younger horses come through. It's hard for him at nine years old to mm. maintain a high level, but he's he's he feels like he's going just as good. But yeah, it's um, exciting times anyway. The carnival's fantastic and it comes around so quick and gone the next. So. Isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Richard uh, promised us a box. So um, that's quite exciting yeah. to see if he comes through yeah. with that. It's a small well, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cardboard one and it's outside the track. <laughs> he'll, hey. he'll win the binary today anyway. So. Oh, yeah, oh jinx me. There it is. Pavitra, I believe, uh, is that horse. So best of luck to you, Richard. And thank you for your time today, James. Uh, always a pleasure. Pleasure, guys. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, we love Rusty. We love things all uh, all things motorsport. Uh, and Rusty's, Rusty. And, and Rusty. I said we love Rusty. <laughs> and then I said that. Now yeah. we're qualifying it yeah. all. Um, did I see Shane Van Gisbergen came on your podcast this week at Rusty's Garage on the Listen Wrap? Are things okay now between uh, him and Mark Scaife after that tension in Newcastle? Uh, not yet. Um, the no. overwhelming sense that I was left with in the conversation is that those comments have unfortunately cut deep um, but it is my my hope my wish that they will be able to get ironed out uh, in the week before the the Grand Prix there's some talk around that they may sit down privately and and have a conversation and hopefully um, sort things out I tell you what was good about Shane in that chat uh, he was very open um, and he opened he put his hand up and admitted, you know, what he could have handled things after Newcastle better, that the questions from um, Jess Yates in the Fox Motorsport coverage and Chad Nalon in the press conference were were good questions. They were relevant to the racing, even if he didn't want to talk about the new generation cars. And he's admitted, you know what, I can I can be a better champion, and, and uh, I respect that. Mm, I might have to eat a little bit of humble pie uh, over the <laughs> Oscar Piastri effort. It was a bloody good effort, actually. He was in the top 10 in qualifying in Saudi Arabia, wasn't he? 
Yeah, it was. Um, the race didn't necessarily go to plan, but it was a glimpse of the great talent this youngster has got. And we, I mean, we talked about it on the show, haven't we? We didn't think that car would be uh, potentially any good for, for quite a some pie round. warmer. <laughs> well, you know what they've done this week too? They have um, done some significant changes behind the scenes in terms of their engineering personnel. So they're, they're trying to accelerate change there, make it better. It shows the talent of this bloke, what he was able to achieve knowing that with this car. And it puts him in great shape for the uh, for the Melbourne race in a week's time. And you know what's really quite, quite funny, quite cool? Uh, they have adjusted the tram announcement in Melbourne, it's Oscar Piastri's voice doing the tram announcements if you're heading oh, to the yes. GP. So oh, yeah. He's made it now. Hel- helmet on or off? <laughs> Can you understand him? <laughs> I, I'm heading to the GP, so I will uh, yeah, test that out for us. Will yeah, you? I'll, I'll test yeah. that out. Now, Lewis Hamilton's future is a hot topic right now, but Red Bull is saying there's no seats available with them. Yep, Candace, this is crazy to think that you and I are talking about what we in motorsport affectionately call the silly season. Normally that's reserved for later, sort of mid-year onwards, where we talk about who might go where and so on. Um, obviously things haven't been uh, great or as competitive with that new Mercedes as, as Lewis wanted. So um, the Sky F1 team were asking Christian Horner, the boss of Red Bull, would they consider taking Lewis, for example, if he, he wanted to make a switch? And Christian said, look, we're, we're happy with our drivers and, and those that we've got available to us. Um, we're not we're not in a position where we think we could, we could, um, you know, include him. Yeah, so, then he'll pick the phone straight up. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Well, oh, yes, we're I, happy with our guys, except uh, yeah. what was Lewis's number again? <laughs> <laughs> but I do note that the boss of Mercedes, the, um, Toto Wolf, has said they're pretty confident um, that they will be able to re-sign him. All right. Well, uh, Rusty's Garage is where you can hear that uh, very provocative chat with Shane Van Gisberg, and you piqued everyone's uh, interest, Rusty, and we do it all thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. We will catch you next week, my friend. It's nice to catch up, mate. It's my goal, my wish in life to be as smooth in broadcasting as you, Brendan. Have a uh, great weekend. Wow. Wow. Right. Huge. You just locked yourself in for how long, Brendan? That's going on me audio CV. I tell you that much. Hear what Greg Russ said about me. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to vote. You got to vote today. I voted. Mm. I did early voting too. Yeah, me. Me too. It, it was wonderful. I yeah. wanted to do the early vote, but my kids were like, no, mum, we want to go to school on a Saturday and play on the equipment and buy the cupcakes. Oh. So that's where I'll be after this. Yuck. I know. In the line. <laughs> that's disgusting. It what? is. I know. Why? Voting on election day as if you would. <laughs> Well, <laughs> do it beforehand. Everyone loves a sausage sizzle. That is yeah. true. Yeah. There, there is no. You yeah. don't get. You don't get any of the. You know the, the cakes and all no. that sort of thing at the early voting poll. They're more bustly, I find, before election day. I, people were stopping me with their hand, and it's I all thought quite aggressive. No, thank you. Not really? voting for you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't oh, like that. You told them. Yeah, oh, big time. Right. No, I, you didn't. See, what's, That's what's, rude. The, what's the what's the etiquette there? I take all the sheets. Me right, too. Just so to they trick don't them. Know. You know, so what I, who am I going to vote yeah, for? Yeah. But you actually say to him, not you, not you, I'll take your sheet. Well, I took a couple. I was like, oh, you know, I'll have a look. Yeah. Make up my mind. I was still Googling how many do I have to put above the line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the paper. But I'm still Googling while I'm in there. Yeah. Um, well, great I, thing about Australian uh, politics, compulsory voting. We won't go into it here, no. but I think it's a great thing. It is wonderful. Country. Get out to the polls. Great thing about this show is... I got a lot of problems with you people. You're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. Yeah. <laughs> well, I object to the butchering of the English language, which is going on at the moment. Hmm. Why does the largely 
the younger generation. I know that sounds it oh, makes sense. Here I we know. Go. Dare you. I'm sounding like a curmudgeonly old bastard, but you are. But go yeah, on. I, I agree. <laughs> sounding like one. That just can't. Why do we say things like Americanisms, Americana crapola? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he played solid, uh, solidly. Mm. There's an ly on the end okay. of that, right? You want to use the adverb ly on the end of it. Adverb. Right? It's you know that was done nice, nicely. Done, He's it, doing it easy, easily. It was Richard, done done well. You know what? This done is good. So petty. <laughs> done strong. You are the most petty middle-aged man I know. Middle-aged is wrong. Well, I'm happy with the middle-aged. Middle-aged is wrong. <laughs> Bit older than the middle-aged. Yeah, middle-aged. man. <laughs> He's taking that as a compliment. Yeah. These these kids, they they they're not from Compton. They're from Punchbowl. Yeah. Right. Just stop with the Americanisms and the American crapola. Crapola. Well, it's, no, crap-ola. It's, it's crap. It's crap. It's not crap. Crap-ola. Not crapola. Exactly. <laughs> you big idiot. <laughs> That's it. That's enough of this section now. (laughs) Dead Set Legends on Triple M. We'll catch you next week.